Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. In the 31st verse, another parable put he forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of a mustard seed. Everybody say seed. seed. Which a man took and sowed in the field. Now, Jesus was the seed. Amen. Amen. Abundant life does not come because we are filled with the Holy Ghost. I was deceived for many years about that. We're filled with the Holy Ghost for service. But abundant life comes because of the cross. Having our faith in the cross and our faith remaining in the cross is the reason why many of you in this church are being blessed beyond my expectations. And I know not all of you yet, but wait. Don't give up now. And I've taken a look in the last, at the tithing record last year or two, and I'm telling you what, some of you people are being blessed And there's a reason for it. Don't take it for granted. But I want to encourage us to keep our faith in Christ and the cross. And if we have it there, the Holy Spirit will empower us for service. Amen. It's just amazing how that things are coming together on the mission field. Amen. And it's astounding to repeat how God is blessing many of you, even me, with finances and material things. Amen. I don't see much oil on the parking lot anymore from your old vehicles. When we started 20 years ago, man, it was Jed Clampett pulling up here, you know. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. So, but it's true. And we thank God for all of that. But the greatest blessing is, is spiritual. In Ephesians 1, 3. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And you know, when we we grab a hold of the spiritual blessings, guess what? Everything else follows suit. I mean everything. The abundant life hinges on the fact that we are blessed because of the cross. Amen. Now in 3 John 2, Only one chapter in that little book. Hallelujah. Beloved, John says, 
I wish above all things. Everybody say all things. All right. Above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So the key to this thing is to get our soul to prospering. Amen. Now, one brilliant mind from Arkansas said, well, the spirit is the soul's intellect. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Stupid. Don't even try to remember that statement, okay? I'm just appalled at the nonsense that's going on around. But I'll get it straightened out. Our emotions need healing. Come on now. See, some of you struggle with your emotional part of the soul. Amen. We need to get our emotions healed. Amen. If you want to have the abundant life, we must get our emotions healed. How are we going to get our emotions healed? Well, the cross is the means by which we receive our emotions to be healed. It comes by the power of the Holy Spirit. But nevertheless, as you keep focused on what Jesus did... Your emotions will be healed. It takes a little time. All right. Then our mind needs to be renewed in the Word of God. Our mind must be renewed in the Word of God, which is part of the soul. In other words, we need to upgrade the system. Nuke everything and reinstall everything else. Forget about the lies you've been taught over, over the years, hopefully not here, but I mean, you know, people pick up on stuff that's not quite right, and it takes years to get it out of their soul. Nevertheless, keep faith in Christ, and you'll receive the abundant life in your emotions, in your mind. And then, of course, your will is involved in this. Is, is our will surrendered to God's will today, yes or no? If your will... It's not surrendered to the will of God. The abundant life cannot overtake you. But I can see evidence in this church that many of your wills is surrendered to the will of God. And that's one reason that you're being blessed. Amen. Amen. You only want to do God's will and that is all. You're not interested in doing anything other than the will of God. Very important. When our wills become one with God's will, things begin to happen, even though tests will come to temper your faith. You know, you put a piece of steel in the fire and heat it up and then beat that thing with a hammer, that's tempered steel after a while. Amen. Amen. Galatians 6 and verse 7 now. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Now, the old timers use this as a negative. It is not a negative. It's a positive thing. If you don't like the way your harvest is coming, quit sowing negative seed. If you want a good harvest, start sowing good seed. Amen. It'll come. It's God's laws. It even works for unsaved people. But more specifically for those that are in the faith. 
Praise the Lord. Be not deceived, God's not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. So if we're sowing good, guess what? We're going to reap good. Don't give up. Look at the next verse now. He that sows to the flesh shall reap corruption. Uh Uh-oh. See, the flesh is the problem. What I want. No. No, it's what God wants. He wants to have the abundant life, but the only way we're going to experience the abundant life on this earth is to do things His way. That's called obedience and faith. But he that sows to the Spirit... Now look, when we sow to missions, when we sow to support the gospel, you've got to understand that we are sowing to the Spirit. We're given this tithes and offerings and, and things like that to the Spirit's control. When you give something... You don't get it back. Amen. Praise God. He that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Hey, the pearly gates. By the way, St. Peter won't be there. Not judging you. No. We were judged in Christ on the cross. Now, Luke 6.38, very familiar today. Give. Everybody say give. Is that a curse word? Give. Turn your neighbor and say give. You know, some of the reason why some of you are being uh, blessed beyond my expectations, and maybe yours, is because you're a giver. You hear that? You're a giver. Now, the world hoards up but loses it all. Well, my barn's full. I'm going to tear down my barn, build a bigger barn. Then the Lord says, you fool, your soul's required to you this night. Then whose will all those things be? What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You can't. There's nothing. The only thing to do is wise up and start doing things God's way. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Now, how many believes it? Amen. Well, I'm only going to give so much. Okay, well, then you're only going to reap so much. Right. Not God's fault. Amen. See, it comes down to this. Can we trust God? Amen. What is faith anyway? It's simply trusting God. Amen. Amen. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Everybody say good measure. God is not El Chipo, it's El Shaddai. <laughs> Press down, shaking together, running over. In other words, we can't handle much more, Lord. We're heading that way. Amen. If you're trying to figure this out, you cannot figure it out. God has ways beyond our understanding. With the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. In other words, if you give a little, you're going to reap a little. Genesis 8.22. Praise the Lord. There's a law that God set in motion. still applies today. While the earth remains seed time and harvest. I explain it this way. 
seed, time, harvest. Now, who reaps the harvest? You do. We want God to reap the harvest for us. No. You got to call it in. I said, you got to call it in. But you cannot call in something that has, has a time factor in there and you had to plant to start with. When I plowed up my garden, what I've got, and you know what I found out? That if I don't plant anything, if I don't put any seeds in the ground, nothing's going to happen. I can go out there and till and water that thing. Nothing. Because, listen now, everything that God does on this earth is through a seed. Amen. You take an apple, you cut up, cut up on the apple. We can count the seeds in the apple, right? But God counts the apples in the seed. <laughs> I tell you, you cannot outgive God. <laughs> Glory to God, hallelujah. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease, though earth will never come to an end. Praise God. So then, there's a time to sow. When do you do that? When the Holy Spirit tells you. Not when somebody tells you a sad story or lays some law keeping on you. You are to follow the Spirit. What He tells you to do, you cannot lose, child of God. Amen. It's a done deal. Because if we give, we shall reap if we faint not. That's the promise of the Word of God. Amen. There's a time to sow and there's a time to reap. Amen. Look at Jeremiah 4, 3. Here's, here's one of the problems we face. Thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. You've got to go out there and plow that fallow ground, that callous earth, and get it pliable. Amen. God had to soften up your heart and put the seed of the Word of God in your heart to bring forth a new birth. Amen. Harden up your hearts in the days of provocation. No, don't do that. So not among thorns. I want to remind us all this morning, one more time, that when you sow, when you put seeds in this ministry, you are sowing in good ground. Amen. Now the devil's going to tell you, oh, it's not working. Zion Word's not good ground anymore. You better send it off to some TV evangelist. Nonsense. I even know some preachers that don't tithe to their own church. They're foolish. They're saying their ministry is no good. <laughs> These turkeys, I don't know what God's going to do with them. I just don't know. To repeat now, God uses a seed in all things. Everybody says seed. 
Amen. So we need to sow in faith and expect the harvest to come. You don't have to worry about it. If you sow, God's got a law, it's going to grow, and it's going to bring a harvest. One way or the other. Doesn't matter if it's drought or not, doesn't matter. Second Corinthians 9 6 now. Are you staying with me? I'm going kind of fast here. Nobody. All right. Second Corinthians 9 6. But I say, he would sow sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Uh oh. And he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according to his purpose in his own heart, so let him give, not grudgingly. Well, God, here's your tithes. Bless God. Or of necessity. Listen, God does not move because you have a need. God only moves because you have a seed. And when that seed is sown, it will meet the need. Now say amen to that. Glory to God. God loves a cheerful giver. When's the last time, dear Lord, I've seen people in this church run down here and hilariously, ha, 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 give. I've never seen it yet. Well, God. You know, we work hard, we sweat, you know. We don't have enough money to pay this and that. Well, how much are you selling? Amen. See, we either believe or we don't believe. And if you're happy staying like you are in the land that's just barely enough, then stay there. But God wants us to get into the promised land where there's more than enough. Fact is, I'm just going to make a little absurd statement here. One of these days, I might move into a building that I didn't build called a church. (laughs) Praise God. I said it might. Amen. Verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. How many wants a little extra grace in your life? Well, it's conditional. Amen. That he always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound in every good work. Whether it's here or whether it's on the plane to Africa, we're going to go in style. Amen. Not on riding business, no. We're riding the back. Because if the plane crashes, the guys in the tail walk away. Praise God. I don't like jaws, no. I don't like flying over the ocean, no. Verse 9, as is written, he has dispersed abroad and has given to the poor his righteousness remaining forever. Now, verse 11, look at this. Now, he that ministers seed to the sower. Now, who gives you some seed? God does. Well, we don't have anything. You don't? You're saying God's lying to you. Every one of us has something to sow. In fact, some of you can sow me an M16A2 rifle. Praise God. (laughs) Not really. 
Don't think that it's just money. So he that sows, he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, we're going to eat. Well, praise God. God gives us some seed. You're going to eat a little something along the way. Don't muzzle the ox that treads out the corn. Amen. And multiply your seed. God's going to multiply the seed that he's already given you. See, God does not subtract. He multiplies. Everything. And I like the way God multiplies. One, to put a thousand to flight. And two, ten thousand. And I like that multiplication system there. Amen. And then he says, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Well, praise God. Now, Malachi 3.10. Hallelujah. Yes, preacher, amen. I knew you'd go to Malachi, yes. Malachi 3.10 and 11. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. The storehouse is a local church. The storehouse is a local church. That every believer is commanded to join to, without exception. The storehouse is not your local TV ministry. All right, we understand that. That there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now where, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the window of heaven, that's a gate, and pour out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Well, praise God. Everybody say the blessing's coming. Now, you can only say that if you bring the tithe in the storehouse. Then offering is above the tithe. There's where you get into the hundredfold return. Only there. Some of you must be sowing a little bit for the hundredfold because the way you're reaping here, it's beyond the normal. I mean... People are tracking me down to give me money. We want to help you on the trip. Well, thank you. But you realize there's payday coming for you. (laughs) There's payday coming for you. God will see to it. He owes no man when it's all over with. Praise God. I tell you, you just cannot give God, everybody. It can't be done. I know we'll be tested to see if we really believe this stuff. But it is the word of God. Can God lie? No. Now let's say, well, what if, what if you're behind on tithe? Okay, I'll tell you what. Forget it. Only a preacher in town is going to tell you that. Forget it. But start today. And ask for forgiveness for that. How many do that? Dare to believe God. There is nothing impossible for God. We're the ones that hog time and hold his hands like this bound where he can't do anything. He's got rules and laws that he operates in. Like the law of sowing and reaping. Then verse 11. Look at that one now quickly. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I will rebuke the devil for your sakes. I will rebuke the seed eater for your sakes. And you shall not, he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruits before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. 
We can apply that to us in many different ways today. Amen. But we go back to Malachi 1 and verse 6. And there's sort of a stern warning here. Because that's what these Jews were doing, and it didn't set well with God. O son, honor his wife, and the servant his master. If then I be thy father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priest that despise my name. And you say, wherein have we despised thy name? You offered polluted bread on mine altar. You know, little tip. And you say, where have we polluted thee? In that you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, you see, they're supposed to bring the best of the flock for sacrifice. What were they doing? Bringing the blind ones. Everybody say, "Uh uh-oh. Is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with you? Or accept your person, saith the Lord of hosts? There is no abundant life for those people. Period. Now, drop down to verse 13. You said also, Behold, what awareness it is, and you have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts. You have brought that which is torn, and the lame, and the sick. Thus you have brought an offering. Should I accept this in your hand, saith the Lord? I tell you what, he didn't accept it, and there was no abundant life for those people. Period. Now, where are we at today? Where are we at today? God's only moved by a seed. Well, God, you know our need, yes, but he's given us a seed. If we don't sow it, How's he going to meet our need? Tell me. Well, Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's already been provided, but we've got to tap into it. If you don't tap into it, it waits. If we knew how serious this thing was, folks, you'd be the most hilarious giver in Anderson, Missouri. Well, you preachers just make your living off of widows. No, I don't bunch of idiots say something like that you see folks let me close down here our harvest depends upon the seed amen I don't like the way things is going well the harvest that we're going to receive depends upon the seed that we sow I'm shouting happy right about now Amen. God's son was his seed. And everyone that's connected to that seed is connected to the supply. Praise God. So the size of the seed now determines the size of the harvest. Glory to God. There was a famine in the land, Genesis 26. Abraham and Isaac was uh, involved in it. Isaac sowed and he reaped hundredfold return in the same year. 
but there was a drought. The drought doesn't make any difference. God's bigger than the drought. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. How many is in the faith today? I know through we will close with Mark 10, 29. Amen. Praise the Lord. Barely I say unto you that no man has left houses, brethren, sisters, father and mother, or wife or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels. What's the next verse say? He shall receive a hundredfold. Now, in this time, houses and brethren, if that's not prosperity, I'll eat this microphone. Houses, you got to have money to get houses. Brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands. He's just saying, uh-oh, but with the persecution, because all those that are chintzy and don't sow, they're going to hate you because you're being blessed right before their eyes. But in the world to come, eternal life. Which one do we want? Amen. Maybe we should receive another offering today. I don't think so. Amen. I don't think so. Next Sunday's coming. Amen. But you never never know. Somebody may come up, Brother Randy. I've had people come up to me, Brother Randy, God told me to sell this into the to help you go overseas. This was years ago. And they weren't happy about it. And I'm thinking, why are you sad? Don't you know you're going to reap? <laughs> like it was the drudgery. How many of you have paid income tax this year? Raise your hand. Why? Why did you? No, you didn't give enough to the work of God. It's all tax deductible. You're going to pay Hillary? (laughs) Render unto that which is Caesar's and to God which is God's. you enjoyed today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zyward Ministries International. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com or visit us on Facebook at Zyward Ministries International.